This is Carolyn Holly. Welcome to Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall. For the next half hour, you're going to be encouraged and challenged by Skip and his guests as they discuss the game plan for life. In sports, as in life, it's important to have a game plan. And as Skip says, no game plan, no victory. Game Plan for Life is brought to you by the following sponsors. Dutch Bros of Boise, an experience guaranteed to satisfy. McDowell Specialty Repair, Susie Boyle Mortgage Team and Castle and Cook Mortgage, LLC, and Rio Body Center. And now, here's your host, Skip Hall. Welcome to Game Plan for Life. This is your host, Skip Hall. Well, today I've got a very interesting guest in studio. His name is Matt C. Willis, not to be confused with any other Matt Willis in, in the area. But he's got a tremendous story that I think you're really going to enjoy. He uh, uh, works with businesses. Uh, he part, is a partner at Wizard of Ads. And we'll have him tell a little bit about that here in just a minute. But he's also a mentor to men through, through uh, church ministry. But the theme of today's show is from porn addict to ministry leader. Matt, welcome to Game Plan for Life. Thank you very much, Skip. Appreciate the opportunity, my friend. You bet. And anyway, we want to get started with, with your story. Let's go back to where you grew up and uh, kind of march us up to today. Sure. So grew up just outside of Portland, Oregon. Large family. I have actually five sisters. Love them all to death. <laughs> uh, when growing up, it was a Christian home. Went to church on a regular basis. Went to Awana's. Many referred to me as a golden child or quote unquote Saint Matt. Mm. I was the kind of kid that I was occasionally disciplined, but usually if you told me what to do, I just fixed it mm -hmm. just like that. Mm -hmm. So growing up around the age of, and I was homeschooled growing up around the age of 13, I stumbled into pornography, had no idea what I was getting into. It was very much, you know, the purity culture type mm -hmm. uh, time. And all I knew about it was I cannot let anyone know what I have seen. Mm -hmm. I had no idea how addictive it was going to be and therefore how difficult it would be to escape it. So my prayers from, you know, ages, say 13 to 15 became very oriented around Lord. I don't know what I'm doing, but I know I can't stop and I need your help. Mm. So around the age of say 16, I remember going to a Christian men's retreat uh, with my father and I approached the pastor, the main speaker there. And I said, pastor, here's what I'm struggling with. I don't want to be struggling with it. What can I do? And he said, Matt, I can tell your heart's in the right place. Just read your Bible and pray more. And I'm sure all will be well. Mm. And I already was, but that put me on a journey of spending without any accountability whatsoever. I was spending over an hour a day, every day, reading scripture. I was praying to God at least 20 minutes a day, every day, on top of homework, on top of work, etc. Just because I was so desperate to escape this, but didn't know how. And I thought, kind of like, you know, 
rubbing a genie in a bottle sort of a thing that just by reading the Bible and praying more, because that's the only that's the only guidance anyone had ever given Mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. And when my parents caught me, it was yelling and screaming and shaming. And so I legitimately had no idea what to do, but I knew that this was not a behavior that was glorifying to God. And I just felt trapped. Mm -hmm. And as a teenager, I was paranoid about, okay, hopefully this all goes away by the time I get married because I've been eagerly anticipating getting married for at that point, you know, a decade. And I knew it would be horrifying and traumatizing to my future wife. So again, 20 minutes every day, the majority of it, I was praying to God for deliverance. I was bartering with God, Lord, if you take this away from me, I will do whatever you call me to do. Go wherever you call me. I'll be a missionary. I'll be martyred. I don't care. Mm. I just need help. Yeah. I expected that help to come in the form of, you know, one day I wake up and no longer would crave it, no longer would have uncontrollable behavior. The bingo approach. Yeah, or the magic (laughs) pill approach, as I often refer to it. And that didn't happen. Yeah. So my wife and I got married uh, at the age of, I was 22. Uh, This was 2013. And... I hadn't disclosed anything to her. In fact, the one time she asked me about it when we were engaged, mm-hmm. I lied about it. Mm-hmm. That was the only thing I had learned to do from a defense mechanism standpoint, because I'd come to believe if I can't beat it, then the only love I could possibly experience comes deflected, from deflected. Exactly. Not allowing people to actually know right. who I am and what I struggle with. Mm-hmm. So... About a year into marriage, it all started coming out. The Lord, a miracle happened by in that the Lord allowed me to get caught in my sin. And I say it was a miracle because it was something that while I was praying about it, Skip, and while I was reading my Bible, I wasn't actually implementing what scripture says as far as how to deal with this kind of sin. And so by my wife finding out, In that moment, I felt, to be honest, completely and utterly betrayed by God. Mm. God, was I not praying enough? Mm. Was I not reading the Bible enough? What more could I have done, God? Yeah. And a couple years into marriage, we're on the brink of divorce. This marriage to this woman who was the love of my life, but I had no ability to control my behavior, Mm. which was directly causing her to feel like, her not only marriage, but her own emotional well-being was at stake on a hour by hour basis. I felt despite having grown up in the church, felt utterly betrayed by the Lord for a couple of years because he didn't answer the prayer as I thought he would. Mm -hmm. So we went to marriage counseling for multiple years and ultimately where the Lord started working in my heart, working in my mind was through getting plugged into a recovery group with other men Mm -hmm. who were also struggling, right? who were holding each other accountable while we also began to understand the nature of the struggle, why we struggled. Mm -hmm. 
like there are multiple verses, particularly in Proverbs, talking about how foolish it would be for a king to go off to war without first counting his troops and the troops of the enemy. And yet so often when we go and try to fight this sin, fight this behavior, we are completely in the dark as to why do we even resort to it in the first place? Mm. Are we trying to numb something out? Are we operating on an automatic trigger? Like what's going on behind the scenes that's leading us to act likely impulsively? I could have been in the midst of the addiction. I could have been heart open before the Lord worshiping God and within five minutes been acting out. Like that's how deep the rabbit hole goes from a addictive capacity standpoint and potentially even further for many others. And so I got plugged in with this group in which I had the opportunity to experience the gospel. We began to understand the nature of the struggle, what I was running from, what I had never learned to process from an emotion standpoint, as well as other things, the traumas that I had gone through that I was coping with in this way. I began to understand that. Mm. And then as first John talks about, he talks about confessing your, if you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you Mm. from all unrighteousness. And I had read that in over the years of addiction, I had prayed like, God, I am confessing this to you. Right. But I missed the reality that, The Bible wasn't written to me personally. It wasn't written to any individual. It was written to the church. The church. And when John is talking about this, he's talking about confessing our sins to one another within the body, as well as obviously to the Lord. But you'll notice also in that same exact chapter, it talks about if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. Again, he's talking to us as the collective church. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but so often us as men especially struggle with community, having meaningfully deep relationships with each other. And being in that group allowed me to develop some of the deepest relationships I had ever had in my life because we were talking about the stuff at the depths of our soul mm-hmm. that we had never shared with anyone else. And so I'd say that's what I have found to be the third piece to the puzzle of what God has created and ordained to be the journey toward healing and freedom is it's understanding it's confession and then it's fellowship, which can only come when you have a relationship grounded in confession, grounded in Christ. Right. So bring you up to today. So I've been sober for five, seven years or so. I don't even really keep Mm -hmm. track anymore. Mm -hmm. But a couple of years ago, the Lord opened up the opportunity for me to share a snippet of my testimony at a local men's retreat. And within the following couple of months, there were 15 guys, which constituted, you know, over 10% of those at that men's retreat who approached me and said, Hey, you've experienced some level of healing. I need help. Mm -hmm. And, I approached the elders at my church and said, hey, here's the lay of the land. Here's my experience. Here's a topic that hasn't been really addressed because most churches don't understand because most people don't understand how to address 
this topic in a helpful way. And so we started a ministry at our church in August of last year. We started launching groups geared towards men in December of last year. And last I counted in less than a year's time of having groups where now there are over 40 men, not just from within our church, wow. but from throughout the valley. Wow. People who some of them don't even believe in Christianity, yeah. but it's a missional opportunity yeah. for them to understand, hey, yes, you're, you have a struggle. But as scripture talks about, like, what good is it for a man to gain the whole world yet forfeit his soul? Mm -hmm. So what good by the same token? I get there's a sense of urgency to preserve your marriage, to put your life what feels like back in order. But these groups are an opportunity for men, whether they believe or not, mm -hmm. to experience the gospel and to understand that it's about far more yeah. than just behavior management. Right, right. And and Matt, your church is Faith Community Church, is that Faith right? Faith Community Bible Church at Eustick and Five Mile. Okay. And and you have classes or how do you how do you go about with your ministry? The main thrust of it, if you will, are confidential recovery groups geared towards groups. men who are struggling with unwanted sexual behavior. Mm -hmm. Those meet throughout the week. Mm-hmm. And as of the last couple of months, my wife has taken the helm for the women's side of the ministry. So they just launched a group geared towards women who have been betrayed, helping them to heal through that process. Mm -hmm. And the goal is ultimately to have groups geared toward helping men recover from in process through healing if they've been betrayed by their wives, as well as for what women who are addicted or struggling with unwanted sexual behavior as well so we're and just you, getting started and you mentioned to me earlier that uh, there's more and more women that are falling into this yep. trap talk to that a little bit yeah the nature of the struggle is oftentimes different which in itself is fascinating to me but the need is just as much there in fact for many women it's even more taboo which is shocking because even like within the church the topic of pornography, frankly, if struggling with anything yeah. is taboo, but there's such an incredible need for it. And what I have found is it's not just again, it's not just about behavior management. It's about, OK, who did God create us to be? Mm -hmm. Are we living life as the men and women that God has called and created us to be? If we are living with the shame and the guilt in the shadows of this sin that we feel completely powerless against. No, there's no way that we are living in the full understanding of the gospel that we've been redeemed by. Exactly. Yep. And yep. that's what gets me so fired up. Like I have come to believe that the Lord didn't give me a quote unquote miracle pill answer to prayer mm -hmm. because he's more about, he's about more than just behavior change. He wanted to take me from a coward to a leader, mm -hmm. from someone in isolation to someone who is immersed in his community. God wanted to take me from a passive husband to a strong leader who leads his wife on mission. Mm. Like God is, has such a broader understanding of who we are and what we need. It would have been a disservice for him to just 
just like that, take me out of the addiction. Yeah. And I did not see that right. in the midst of it. But the further I am into the you know pursuit of freedom, the more I'm understanding the Lord was in control yeah. and knew exactly what to do the whole time. <laughs> always has, always will. 100%. You know, Matt, I'm sure you're well aware of this too, but men have a built-in antenna. And if you get too close, why well, that antenna kind of goes deep, 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 and, yep. and, you know, just back off here. Don't ask me any personal questions. Mm-hmm. Let's just go about news, weather, and sports and, yep. and, and go about our day and so on and so forth. But, yeah, when you get down to the nitty-gritty and can get into a group um, with men or women, for that matter, mm-hmm. boy, what a difference that makes. And what have you mm-hmm. found now through some of this group stuff that you've been doing what's happening to those men brother it's been incredible and you're exactly right so often so what the typical male friendship model looks like is like you alluded to let's find some area of common ground whether it be the weather whether it be sports something that's not all that personal then maybe a couple weeks a couple of months down the road we get back together and maybe we go an inch deeper in our relationship Mm -hmm. And then an inch deeper and then an, and then someone moves away, for example. But the beauty in these groups is it's not just about, again, behavior management. What we're finding is that when we are willing to be authentic and honest in this, what for most guys is like the deepest thing that they would for me, I would have rather died than have anyone, especially my wife, find out right. about this. Right. And so once that became exposed, there was a sense in which I'm like, what else do I have to hide? Mm. And I felt uh, automatically that antenna you're talking about, Skip, began to dissolve. Mm -hmm. And that's what I am hearing from feedback from the guys in the ministry as well. Like they're able to better feel and therefore better able to connect with their spouse. Mm hmm. Even like for myself with ADHD, I noticed a significant decrease uh, in my ADHD and increase in my ability to focus Mm -hmm. my friendships. And this is, again, a common theme that I hear is when we begin to get comfortable with connecting with other brothers around the topic of our deepest struggles. It's like, yeah, everything else is a whole lot easier. You bet. So you bet. It's just incredible having the opportunity to connect it's with guys. an amazing amazing opportunity the lord has given you and obviously uh, it's it's reaping rewards and we want more people to know about it and at the end of the show i'm going to have you give your your contact information so if anybody wants to connect with you mm-hmm. or, or learn more about it perhaps why they can they can get a hold of you directly you can always get a hold of me through the radio station um, kbxl 94.1 the voice Again, we're talking with Matt C. Willis, and he has a men's uh, mentoring group through the church. And uh, But his story is from porn addict to ministry leader, and it's a fascinating story. So, so Matt, tell us a little bit more uh, before we, we move on. Uh, about, you want to talk about more? Porn recovery stuff. You want to talk about business. You want to talk about. We'll catch the business toward yeah, the end, but let's sure. talk more about the porn recovery stuff. Yeah. So, 
oftentimes what I have found in connecting with other men is there's almost there's initially a sense in which why put myself through all of this? And it comes from a place where I can really understand if there is no perceived sense of hope that things can get better, then why go through the pain and agony of joining a group and thereby potentially, if there's a wife involved, letting a wife know that you're joining this group. And then that could lead one conversation to another. And lo and behold, oh my goodness, you're addicted to pornography, aren't you? There's a lot of fear that goes into a man stepping out and pursuing healing. Mm -hmm. And it's very hard to, and very unlikely, frankly, that a, a man will take the steps toward healing, toward freedom, if there is no perceived opportunity for hope. And obviously through scripture, we see, you know, Paul talking about, you know, in this life, there are things that I do that I don't want to do and things that I don't want to do that I do. And he talks about the, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So like we can understand this topic and we love the fact that, you know, come heaven, we're not going to have these struggles, but my encouragement to the anyone who is struggling with unwanted sexual behavior, whether men or women, is that hope, even in this life, is possible. Now, I'm going to potentially redefine hope in that, again, we're not talking about behavior management primarily. Mm-hmm. So it could well be that until the day you die, you, to an extent, wrestle with your eyes wandering. Occasionally, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that at this point, that's never a temptation. However, what I, from my experience, both personally, as well as working with other guys, what my experience is and what hope is this side of eternity is we have the opportunity to live in community while linking arms with other people who are also struggling in which people understand and know who we actually are. And guess what? They love us even more because they actually know who we are. They're real. Because we're real. Exactly. And so what I have found is even in the times in which I say confess something to my wife, I let my eyes wander, for example, and I confess that to her. What I find is we have a conversation. Of course, there it causes hurt but ultimately it leads to even deeper intimacy than before see the beautiful thing is like all of these things going back to a comment joseph made where his brothers you know tried to frankly kill him and he says what they intended for evil god used for good Mm -hmm. and that is absolutely the story of the lord redeeming those who have a keen understanding of their brokenness, which is one almost advantage that those of us who struggle with some form of addictive sin have. We understand that we are incapable on our own of doing any better. And so hope this side of heaven doesn't necessarily have to look like you have it all figured out. You never struggle. There's never any temptation. Temptation itself is not a sin. It's always going to be there. Exactly. But it's what you do with that. Do you bring others 
around you or do you continue pushing people away? And if you have people around you, they will help you pursue freedom, pursue healing. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good, Matt. That's just awesome. Well, we'll, enough for the uh, horn addict ministry leader for today. We're going to come back and and follow up with that next week. So be sure and tune in. I want to spend just a couple minutes here. Um, You've also in in the business world, you for about 10 years, you were in the uh, corporate world and and, uh, you since have belonged to a group uh, called Wizard of Ads. In one minute, give us a a, a quick bio. Yeah, spent the last nine years working in software companies. There were elements that I loved about it. I had the opportunity to connect with business owners and executives and largely how to take their products or services to market, um, but ultimately got burned out on a number of things, including the corporate bureaucracy. And uh, back uh, beginning of this year, end of last year was extended a invitation to become a partner at the marketing firm called wizard of ads where i frankly have the opportunity to help business owners reach their full potential Mm -hmm. it's like that is who i am both from a ministry standpoint as well as helping business owners that's what i have the opportunity to do and it's such a blessing yeah absolutely well matt give us uh how can people connect with you give us your your contact information sure my email address for the business is matt at mattcwillis.com. And if you email me through there, whether it's about work or ministry, I can funnel that to the mm-hmm. right place because I do use a separate email. But is, is there a ministry email or is it both? It's you can For ministry-related topics, you can email me at matt.charles.willis at gmail.com. Matt.charles.willis at gmail.com. Correct. Well, folks, if you're interested in this, and this is a fascinating ministry, maybe you know somebody that needs to to be in one of these groups. So anyway, uh, Matt, we're going to continue this on next week. And uh, thank you so much for being our guest today on Game Plan for Life. My pleasure. Thank you so much, Skip. Appreciate you. Game Plan for Life is brought to you by the following sponsors. Christian Brothers Automotive, Security Gold and Silver, a reliable source for your bullion investment, Domino's Pizza, Diamond Heating and Cooling, Hoffman Auto Body, someone you can trust, and Zero Edge Carpet Cleaning. Thank you for listening to Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall. This is Carolyn Holly inviting you to listen at this same time on this same station next Saturday as Skip and his guests go over the Game Plan for Life. Have a great weekend, and remember, no game plan, no victory. 